I'm just about to wrap up my trip in India. This is Anthony Samaroff. Welcome to episode 19 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast. But while I was here, I met with an extraordinarily talented movement therapist, Miklos Bolatines, and I had the extraordinary privilege of interviewing him in person for the show. You'll hear some background sounds, some birds chirping, and some car horns going occasionally but I think that will only add to the mood. Now this is one you are really going to want to listen to because everyone has body and you're going to learn a little bit about your own in this episode. So here it is what you need to know about your body. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for asking me to be here. Great. So just tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got into doing the body work that you're doing and what exactly, how exactly do you describe it? So my name is Miklos, Miklos Balatins. I came from Hungary actually and I was introduced to movement in very early ages. I don't want to overuse the term movement actually. So I'm I'm not coming from the so-called movement culture, especially, which is very famous nowadays. I just began to do martial arts. I was seven, in the first in my first class, and I was doing Shotokan karate, especially. I was doing it around five years, and I reached the brown belt. It's like before the black belt, actually, and. Uh, that was how I got introduced to movement. I was trying to recreate the movements of Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, so first the famous martial artists. And after I finished, I didn't didn't like the atmosphere actually, but the martial art is it, it's perfect, so I didn't have any problems with it. I began to do yoga when I was 13, around 13. Actually, that was my teenage years, the, the teenage revolutionary years. So it was, it, in psychology, it's called an ascetic revolution. So I didn't try to be a rebel. I was rebelling by trying to be like calming my senses. I wanted to have enlightenment and things like that. So mm. I was rebelling like this. And after like more than 10 years, in between, I went back into mixed martial arts, also Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, began to do weight training and body weight training and movement and all kind of things. And I was teaching yoga like four around four years ago I began to teach it and all the yogic perspective slowly slowly changed as I began to teach so nowadays I have completely new way of thinking about the so-called traditional asanas and now most important and centered factor is health actually so Mm. I'm using it only for therapeutic reasons Right, right, and you've got a therapy um, centre that you managed to create in Hungary, in Pesh. Yes, yes. And uh, how did that come about? Yeah, it was like, I usually decided, in my very early ages, I decided I I never will be an employee, I won't be an employee ever. 
and I will I wanted always to create my own business mm. so to do so I was a freelance yoga teacher before and then I had a lot of classes and workshops all around Hungary actually and then slowly slowly I decreased my classes the numbers of classes I had in page like 10 classes per week that was I think the maximum and also I had private classes things like that so a lot of work I slowly decreased and went to only one by one therapy session and I needed a space actually to do it so first I was I continuously I was working where I used to so I I moved my therapy sessions there but slowly slowly I went back actually to my home and we we were working on to rebuild it and it had enough space to separate personal life and separate the private sessions so we are working on this and then i met my wife and we we just connected our business so when i was a freelancer i was working in every possible city so i was always traveling from here to there i was spending three days in page and three days in budapest the capital so after we we done this we just connected our businesses we sold everything from budapest went back to page uh, moved together and then created our center so that's the story wonderful <coughs> and you're making some transformations in the world from there so from my experience of being in some of your lectures and also having a private session with you and um, one of the things that really struck me is your knowledge on how our body today especially in the west differs from what you've called like a natural body how um how our bodies might have been for most of history and and evolved to be and could you start just by telling us like some of the ways that our body is like radically different and some of the capacities that we've actually lost oh so what is a natural body that is the basic question it's very very hard to, to decide because we are we lost so much actually about our natural lifestyle so we created uh, sciences actually like biomechanics and we have important parts of this question in sports science for example also martial arts yoga body work everywhere so to understand what is a natural body actually we need a lot of research to do a lot of sciences but actually if you just look around in more like Asian cultures, more tribal-like cultures in Africa, for example, or you look around in the villages of India, you will see common movement patterns and common lifestyle habits. And I'm talking about movement now. So, for example, carrying weights on the top of the head, as also you could see it in Europe, actually, uh, you can see it in, in pictures from the 18th, 19th centuries, realist pictures, women 
so-called washing women they all always use their head to carry the weight so it can it seems like as a natural movement habit and in yoga and other kind of uh, movement disciplines headstand is created for this this basic movement pattern so that's one thing the second thing is the hip is very important so if you look around in cultures they have no high chairs for example in Asia also India Africa they they don't have high high tables and high chairs like us so they are working on the floor on the ground especially doing everything in deep deep squat position so that is very important deep squat position and not like strength training like in for example uh, powerlifting like back squat front squat especially in powerlifting back squat no it's supposed to be a position where you can rest actually and if you look around basic toilet without uh, before actually before this kind of chair sitting toilet style the English toilet the English flushing toilet before you needed to squat down if you wanted to go to the toilet and as you see in India uh, men actually they squat down to even go to pee so they don't pee in standing position so that is very important squatting position as resting and in the meantime you need to be able to do your work like cooking gardening so move your arms move your spine all around and spend a lot of time into this position and one more thing because of the hip needs and it requires and it lost mobility also because of sitting in high chairs where you lock your hips lock your knees basically it's much more natural to sit with crossed legs actually if you look around basic uh, elementary school old school actually so elementary school style in india children were sitting on the floor crossed legs writing in front of them on the floor so no high tables the hip was much more free more mobility was included so that is the first things basically requirement for the hip and other things like upper head position actually we lost it we never do anything above our head and we don't need to climb for trees for example for picking fruits don't need to climb on rocks for transportation so we don't use two things actually the pulling movement and don't do anything above our head so overhead is lost and it it has a very bad effect on the shoulder mobility and pain in the upper back around the neck in the shoulders also so these are in my understanding these are supposed to be parts of our daily life squatting cross leg sitting or kneeling actually and pulling doing things overhead and also carrying weight on the head top of the head right so we've lost um the ability to squat in comfort i mean most people at least uh, i i'm i'm learning through my practice of yoga that a lot of what um might look easy as extraordinarily difficult and i'm liable to fall over if i try and uh, squat or i don't have my uh, 
uh, my toes need to be up if my um, heels are down and but you you say it's not just the ability to go into the squat but actually to be able to use your body while you're in the squat so someone might be doing some work on the ground while they're squatting mm-hmm. um, far, uh, and sewing what kinds of professions being a cobbler and mm-hmm. so forth all sorts of things people would do in a squatting position they'd actually work and um, the other thing is the hip mobility um, and also you mentioned the ability to use our hands above our head and mm-hmm. you know the the um, one of my friends Chris Stefanik who also has a podcast Choice Conversations he had uh, someone on his show talking about mobility and she was saying people should just do things like not make things too easy for themselves like put the cereal above yeah. uh, above the cupboard so you have mm-hmm. to reach out put the t- put the potatoes underneath the cooker so you actually create mm. uh, the necessity for yourself to do some of the, these movements so um that that's what you saying that reminded me of but now, now i'm just wondering if you could tell us I mean, I know a big thing is that we sit down on chairs all mm-hmm. the time, and sometimes in the West we see old people, um, as they walk, they basically look like an L-shaped. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out to me, if you just pick them up and put them on a chair, that's what they look like sitting down. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've adapted so much to sitting down. Um, Could you just tell me some of the perhaps health problem like why should we care about this basically why should we care that we've lost this mobility yeah so the cupboard idea basically i like it very much so comfort has a very important role that we lost mobility so the necessity of doing things with full range of joint movement full range of joint motion is lost because we don't need to do it so you are, as I always talking about this, your brain is very energy efficient. So if you are not using something, your brain will decrease the ability to do it and you will lose the connection. You will, in the end, lose the sensation. For example, we don't use the upper, upper spine, the thoracic spine, to create axial movements or rotational movement or lateral movement side bend we don't use it because we don't need it and actually when people come to yoga they don't even feel the upper back Mm -hmm. so they lost sensation about this they cannot control the spine anymore so comfort has an important factor in this but actually if you see yoga because we, we we want to talk about now the health uh, factors and basic yoga like with a natural body asana static asanas especially supposed to not have any effect on joint mobility or anything and stretching Could I just pause you there just in, for in case uh, anyone doesn't know uh, just to explain what an asana is because i've got my body no, of course my audience is quite broad yeah so asana as you see in the modern world is a, a position what you are holding statically so for example what what is the most common 
is sitting positions like a uh, lotus position it is a position what you are creating so you are moving into the position and you are holding it for a longer time and focusing on special things like breathing the proper stretching sensations things like that and we have a lot of these asanas so we have forward movements we have backward movements we have so-called spine opening movements or you can call the back backward bending as chest opening and we have a lot of things like this arm balances for strength position and inversions like the candle pose at at school elementary school or headstand for example so these things are like static gymnastics or warming up for gymnastics actually if you see like i was doing uh, gymnastic strength training also before so for a gymnast I was no, no gymnast before, but I knew a lot of professional gymnasts. For them, yoga is like warming up, actually. So easy exercises. And if you see the history of it, it also came from this kind of medical gymnastics, actually. So it has a very important physiotherapeutic part on it. So these are asanas. As you see them nowadays, they are static so health positions you are spending time in them supposed to be comfortable actually and that is very important yeah. so as you see because we have that so-called Patanjali Yoga Sutras a very basic uh, knowledge about yoga and he says what is an asana it's stiram sukham asanam so it's supposed to be a comfortable position that you can uh, you can spend your time in it comfortably and if you see a natural body so if you go around in India go into villages and ask anyone who is working on the fields daily with no electricity no modern life habits to do a very very complicated asana he or she will just laugh and do it easily like wow, wow like this yeah so it's just wow. easily because the it's not not a, a, a gymnastical exercise for them not even a task it's like just sitting mm. and that is the important part right because yeah. it's really supposed to be that comfortable not mm -hmm. like how we are practicing it struggling for breath things like sure. that so that comfortable that level of comfortability wow. supposed to be there and that's why to go back to the health benefits that's why they because yoga asanas we know today they are from the late 19th century early 20th century they didn't invent these asanas for creating muscular changes mm. neuro neuromuscular changes or skeletal myoskeletal changes things like that no it's no physiotherapy mm. they created it in my understanding for internal fitness actually mm. so internal health and immunity and why this is my idea actually i didn't have the time to research it but i'm working on it so yoga asanas are basically for internal practice like creating a better uh, digestion for example mm -hmm. and why a better immu immunity and why you want it because india 
you don't have proper nutrition actually so you need a perfect digestion to be able to digest the products first thing second thing you need like cut edge immunity very good immunity because the surrounding the the climate everything creates you a lot of so-called disturbance because you will get sick viruses bacterias are very rich here mm. and if you are sick in the basic yogic knowledge you cannot practice yoga and yoga in this case is a spiritual spiritual practice so for spiritual practice deeper meditation practice traditionally you need a strong immune system and good nutrition because as a monk for example basically you don't have enough nutrients what you need so you need to increase the system from inside and create the ability for long-term meditation so health is just a tool in yoga basically right so the that's very interesting what you're saying is under the circumstances where this was developed it was to optimize the system so that yes, people yes. could cope with the challenges of this environment yes, now we're coming from a, a western environment and some of my listeners i'm sure have practiced yoga before others will at least have a vague idea of seeing people mm. taking all these postures but it is generally seen as an exercise as physical exercise i'm going to get more fat and boy for most people have told not just me but many have, have said wow it's a real workout that yoga because mm. they get out of breath mm. so quickly mm. secondly to make me flexible well that's the first thing oh i, I don't like that my legs are so tight mm. oh it's for me personally i found using my body uncomfortable i've mm. not enjoyed it for most of my life and i thought that's why finally i thought it's something it's time for me to do something mm. about this and i took up yoga to hopefully get comfortable using my body and you know thirdly to to make me strong um not not me personally but the other reason why people might take it up is you know you have to support your body mm -hmm. and and do all sorts of things um hold yourself in certain positions for a long time and if you don't have the muscles then you will get them you know there's no yeah, there's no other way there's no other way to be able to hold the positions otherwise that's what most people think of yoga as coming mm. from the west now you're telling us that actually many of the positions that we find we're breaking a sweat over and finding incredibly difficult um would be relatively easy or a, even a piece of cake if mm. we had what you've called a natural body yes exactly so for me for us actually in europe and in the western part of the world the challenges are completely different because yes as i told you with a natural body so if it's pass it would if it would be possible i were doing like field researches to go into villages and really ask people to try the positions but yes for them it's it would be a piece of cake actually and for us we are breaking sweat going out of breath and it's because our body structure is different and i don't know if we have this term or not actually 
Uh, I was studying psychology before also and I I never heard this term but it's a kind of social culture social culture movement development actually this is completely different so how our body just developed in our modern environment is completely different so if we are doing the same tasks we will have a completely different effect also so that's why it's hard if you come here and asks like there is a woman around this region I think more than 100 years old doing yoga daily wow. and seems like a very rock a rock star actually so very moving very easily more than 100 year old yeah, this the area that we're in is Rishikesh India by the way yeah, yeah. so around around Rishikesh but I'm not certain actually but she she got some fame these days and she tells if you are breaking sweat you are doing a workout and not doing yoga actually and imagine in India in this climate it's very easy to break a sweat oh, while yeah. you are doing yoga so she says like this and like old school teachers in Hatha Yoga so Hatha Yoga is a, a kind of more settled down style of yoga so less acrobatic less strenuous more easy more easily to execute the asana so this style old school old school teacher says that actually you're not supposed to get out of breath actually you're not supposed to break a sweat so every movement supposed to be relatively easy because this is not a workout and in my understanding actually if you are using it a workout as a workout as a for fitness reasons actually you will lost the the basic basic purpose of doing yoga so that is a bit complicated right to tell this yeah yeah in, to tell yeah. this because for yeah like i don't mean like fitness is not the same as me as health yeah. actually so health I mean, it is a therapeutic thing. So, recreate health. I'm using yoga for recreate health and helping people to get out from pain and diseases, two things, but not for creating fitness, actually. Mm. So, fitness as strength and health and cardiovascular health, yeah. muscular health. I use it to recreate, like, I use it to recreate the basics, but I don't use it for like bodybuilding resource, don't use it for gymnastics, th these kind of things. Right, so when you're <coughs> talking about health, you're talking about um, maybe not getting ill, feeling good. Yes, yes. I can tell you what is health for me actually. The definition, I'm using an Ayurvedic definition. And health is based on, because in Ayurveda you have the so-called three doshas. Doshas are like basic substances in your body. And everyone has a, a body type kind of thing, so a dosha. So you need to have healthy doshas, balanced doshas, because it's like it's not actually bioenergy kind of thing it's like dosha is like the level of toxins in your body the mucus for example things like that so you need to balance the three doshas if you are out of balance 
With these you will not be healthy, you get various diseases and also you need to have uh, healthy bones, healthy muscles, healthy blood and healthy, they call it healthy toxins, it means not too much toxins because you need toxins like urine for example, but not too much and you need happiness actually, so a focused mind with no attachments means like for example you are non-attached to caffeine or smoking nicotine things like that so because it is a disturbance from your head and you need happiness happiness means like the absence of depression for example so you cannot have a healthy body you cannot have health in ayurveda if you are not happy so happiness is health in ayurveda but it doesn't mean that you need to uh, look like beauty magazines, beauty standards. So you don't need to look like fit because fitness nowadays means fittest man on earth means what does it mean? The winner of CrossFit competition. So fitness and how you look fit, it is like as a CrossFitter. Fitness became gym life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is not health actually. Beauty standards are not necessarily healthy. So when you are trying to use yoga as a part of fitness, as it, it not necessarily means health because you want to look fit actually, look fit. And the question is, what is more important as Simon Borg Olivier, one of my uh, teachers actually, I never met him in person, but I'm teaching from him a lot. He asked the questions one, what is more important to feel healthy, to feel good or to look good and that is, that is the difference in my health understanding. So feeling good is being healthy and if you are looking good it doesn't necessarily mean that you are feeling good. So as a bodybuilder for example you look perfect, you look very good, very fit but you are using unhealthy things, unnatural things to reach this level of fitness and this is not health. Mm. Right, so uh, on that point, um, what are the effects on our health of the loss of flexibility? And we'll also go on and talk about shortly some of the risks of gym life or doing yoga mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wrongly in, in light of this information but first of all I mean what what is the detriment to our health of our loss of flexibility so basically my philosophy based on two things why I'm doing what I'm doing like why I am in the therapy yoga therapy, ayurveda therapy, movement therapy and massage therapy, I'm doing this both together, okay, so why I'm there, because I think the two biggest enemy of mankind, or mostly in the top five, one is, uh, one are diseases actually, diseases, the second is pain, okay, so pain and diseases, I'm working against these two things so create a painless and dizzy free life that's that's my mission actually and creating as much 
useful and research-based information about these as much as can okay and if you lose mobility you go into and you will face with one of these biggest enemies of mankind and this is pain so losing mobility means pain actually and discomfort in your body so for example most common thing low back pain actually if you lose mobility in your hip your body want to create balance and what will happen you will create too much mobility in the low back which is supposed to be very stable actually so losing mobility creates too much mobility in parts where you're supposed to be stable and that will create too much movement in unnecessary places and that will also create problems like arthritis for example and pain that's the most important thing it's musculoskeletal pain actually and with pain as you see your whole uh, world view actually your whole personality will change if you have pain anywhere long-term pain chronic pain you will you will be an other kind of man so you will not be yourself anymore it will create hormonal changes it will create therefore changes in your mood and it will create changes in your lifestyle how you see the world is based on how painlessly you can live actually a, a little amount of pain can be so destructing your whole attention and your energies I drown by this pain just a little pain and the severe pains are are the worst so one thing to recreate a painless lifestyle and when you have le- decreased range of mobility in your joints you cannot have this so that's the basic reason you want a natural body to have a painless body to have a happy body you know to feel happy in your skin and don't need to focus on things like low back pain all day long so that's the first thing the second thing with yoga for me actually is creating a cut edge immune system so you want to perfect the abilities of of your immune system and why because now if you see for example in europe now in italy we have new diseases after 30 40 years diseases are coming back from south europe what we thought we just eliminated them forever we did not eliminate them forever it seems like they are coming back with global warming climate change they are also viruses migrating actually animals are migrating so bacterias funguses they are migrating and coming closer so the most important role of yoga nowadays is not creating like a beautiful body it will be natural actually if you are living a natural lifestyle 
high, your position of your body position will be natural, you will look great, you will look perfect, doesn't matter. But the, the most important rule to help to create this immunity and you can survive actually. So this will be about survival soon because we are overpopulated, we destroyed like very huge percent of the the planet already so the counter effect will come and if you want to live your life healthily and actually don't die then you need immunity you need health health here is the most important role of yoga and that's why is yoga so so famous nowadays it's like an answer to that problem actually if you believe in this kind of thing so mm. that's that's some mm. kind of karma but i hate this word but right. you know it's easily understandable right right the consequences of of our actions and yeah it seems like even from a secular perspective we can see throughout history um, each change is met with another change I think like not to get too esoteric but even the western philosopher Hegel talks about um, stages in history moving where there's one movement that becomes very big and then another movement counters that and becomes so the 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 health the lack of health and you know we're living longer lives but we're living more diseased lives we're living longer lives but people can't do the things they used to do with their lives and we've got all the options for entertainment we can listen to any music Mm. from any era and movies from any era but um the the kids don't play outside anymore Mm. they they and and uh, you know it's all good but it's all good if you use it for for a good purpose and um, because people are sicker and they aren't enjoying health I, I largely came to yoga through suffering and mm. wanting to be yes. you know wanting to enjoy my body after after neglecting it for 30 years so um, that that creates the desire for something new and um, the our teacher here Pandiji said that um, yoga is to create stability and one of the things in stability in the body which he said could be achieved in 90 days when I was in the south of India I was in Tamil Nadu um, studying in the ashram from Sadhguru who's quite Mm -hmm. famous Mm -hmm. he's got lots of good videos on YouTube he said you know you can get comfortable in these asanas as long as there isn't particular difficulty in your body should take about 180 days to get comfortable in these asanas and once and the idea of it as you said was like comfort because he from his perspective or what i understood was if you can be comfortable in these positions then the rest of life should be a piece of cake yes um well i very much doubt that i could get into these positions Mm. in in 180 days and you've identified some risks with the way that both people practice, you know, exercise in general in the West and indeed practice yoga with these adapted bodies. The fact mm-hmm. that our bodies have adapted to sitting in a chair so much and we've lost the hip flexibility and the ability to work above our heads and mm-hmm. the ability to squat. Um, 
has presents new risks when we do exercise and can you tell people a few things they should be aware of yes yeah, so basically i'm talking about extreme amount of time all around hungary actually and now in india and this is called yoga anatomy what you're supposed to know and as just very shortly as i told you before like the asanas we know nowadays and we are using and following blindly most of the time called traditional and believe them like in a religion they actually traditional but not more than 200 years old they came from the late 19th century and the early 20th centuries okay so Imagine the bodies in that time, in India, actually. So they were completely different than our bodies in the 21st centuries. And, you know, we are like the generations from like, we are 20, 30, 40 years old. Also your listeners, mostly, I believe. This is... (laughs) so far a very good generation but nowadays teenagers teenagers in their 20s or teenagers 50 years old when they will reach their 20s they will have a lot of diseases we just have after 40 after our 40s 50s like uh, obesity in an extreme level and every consequences about this and every consequences because of not moving at all actually children are nowadays not moving at all not climbing the trees things like that so their body types will be even more different than ours now yoga practitioners and just imagine how how far from the late 19th centuries of India so it's completely different and still the system is the same so it's a huge gap huge gap between these two things so if you are practicing it these techniques with the bodies from the 21st century that will create a lot of complication because you are following pictures basically and you are following teachers who are from the 21st century and teaching and practicing in the modern ages they have no idea about the differences so if you are following these things blindly the asanas may look like the same but you are because you lost sensation a lot of your body body parts you lost function in your joints you will do things not the same way so you will use shortcuts compensations your body body is compensating as i told you losing hip mobility and losing shoulder mobility and upper back mobility will create hypermobility unnecessary too much mobility in the low back so if you go with this low back into asanas you may able to do them and they will look like like the ones on the pictures looking fancy and 
obviously our knowledge about asanas also based on the pictures are based on the 21st century so as you search for an asana in google you will see famous yoga teachers doing it nowadays you can meet them they are still in their 40s 50s okay so our knowledge is based on their patterns and their patterns is not from the 19th century of india completely different and you try to recreate the asanas they may look the same but you can you you use shortcuts your brain is energy efficient they don't your brain don't want to do the work don't want to recreate the patterns it just lost sensation so it will use the patterns you already have and even create more hypermobility in the case of the low back instead of focusing hip mobility because you need to relearn patterns recreate patterns instead of doing this you just trying to recreate the asanas traditionally and then you just creating more problems in the low back especially or straining muscles overusing muscles which are already overused by our daily lives and you don't do don't do like the restorational work you don't recreate you just deepening problems especially so if you don't have knowledge about how the body is working how the human body looks like nowadays you will not be able to practice uh reliably actually so that's the problem and you can create more pain so you are what is the risk the risk is that you are deepening the already uh, you have or you already have problems and then you are deepening that you have deepening the civilizational problems more pain right. more le- functional lose less function okay. yeah and i kind of have an example of that from my session with use um so for example my right shoulder doesn't have the the mobility that i would like it or that a natural body would have and that might be because for a long time when i was a, a young child i wore a bag to school and on just mm. one shoulder yes. and a very very heavy one um, and uh, that's the you don't even know what you're doing you know at that age but you mm. could be creating a problem that i now need to correct so when i try and put my arm up i'm not putting my right arm above my head this, using the same muscles as my left mm. arm my left arm i i can uh, raise straight up the right one kind of gets a bend in it and I might think I'm if if you didn't bring this awareness to my attention I might think it's the same movement mm-hmm. but it might not actually be and I'm just kind of using that as an example to ground what you're saying for people yes. so what I'm interested in and I'm sure what everyone's interested in because we don't want to scare people off doing exercise yes. to think uh-huh. oh my god I better not go to the gym yes, or yes. or or I better not take up a yoga class in case I make something worse instead of better mm-hmm. um what can people do and where do people get good information that's two questions yeah so first thing to do is just search to the keyword yoga anatomy yoga anatomy yeah yoga anatomy basically and then you will see a lot of uh, deep deep information about postures 
and if you want like specific information so the most understandable to find there is a series of book called uh, yoga anatomy for hip openers yoga anatomy for forward bends yoga anatomy for back bends and spinal twists that kind of book so you can see all the postures and you can see how to do them properly and you will understand how not to do them and you will clearly understand why not actually because as you told as as you said it's like if you are just practicing regularly asanas with the shoulder both shoulders with the same amount of effort with the same way you just unconsciously overusing certain muscle groups in this case you are when you are raising the arms all the time moving the shoulder into the direction of your ear and you are overusing a muscle which because of your posture is already overused the upper trapezius because your head is a bit your posture the head is a bit too much forward so this muscle is struggling to move it back so it's overused so if you are just doing back bends you are doing yoga regularly you don't have the awareness about of, of this problem you will create more tension and more pain therefore okay so that's why you need to know what you are doing and you can find you a uh, lot of reliable information using the keywords yoga anatomy and you can find this series and you can do one more thing like check out simon borg olivier he's an australian yoga teacher simon borg olivier a physiotherapist also and he's having the yoga synergy he is the most reliable source you can check him on youtube he has videos about natural movement similar what i'm talking about now and he has solutions and a very understandable way also you can go deep with his books like you for yoga teacher books for yoga teacher but he is the the first person ever created yoga anatomy classes and yoga physiology classes for teachers so worth to watch him on youtube and find him okay great thank you so much and for people who maybe they've been thinking about getting into their body a little bit more away from the computer and have been thinking for a long time they should do something but maybe haven't practiced yoga or even gone to many exercise or any exercise class what do you think the best place to start um, for getting into getting comfortable enjoy start beginning to enjoy their bodies more and, and doing some exercise in a in a safe and helpful way with, and maybe even unadapting to to their adaptations Mm -hmm. so basically i would actually suggest to begin with movement therapy and for example feldenkrais method you can find teachers all around europe feldenkrais teachers one by one sessions actually you can do to understand your body i would also recommend the alexander method so it's kind of 
dance dance therapy also, but it's a, a movement therapy for actors. It was created the for Alexander actors. Technique. Alexander technique also. Mm. And you can go with Alexander technique deeper. So you can go into the contemporary dance classes and drama kind of dance and drama therapy where you need to move so this is a good place to begin because these movement disciplines are based on body awareness so body awareness is the key word here you need to recreate that and if you want to begin yoga and if you are very patient actually first thing to try in the yoga world is Iyengar yoga especially because like yoga synergy is not so available but Iyengar yoga or yoga synergy are the best in this attempt or actually uh, you can go uh, to traditional Hatha yoga classes but in this case Hatha yoga is not necessarily based on this information so you need to find a, a teacher who has the same kind of ideas actually so that is about yoga or if you want to like build strength or fitness things like that or want to do kind of bodybuilding without destroying yourself you need to go like all-time strongman things and muscle control here is the keyword muscle control and it will be very similar than yoga you can find like books from in, in Amazon actually on Amazon from the early 20 centuries and that will be very good on muscle control how to understand how to contract the muscles and relax other muscle groups in the same time so isolation pattern so these things are good movement therapy on the first place actually that's the best and then you can go deeper you can decide what you want after this you want fitness or aesthetics you want strength you want just feel good things like that so these are are the pathway actually this is the pathway here great Miklos thank you so much for coming on the Be Yourself and Love It podcast and sharing your wisdom is there anything else you think is important to share before we wrap up so I think I, I told you everything so here is like the basic question actually is what do you want you want to be healthy and happy or you want actually specialize in something and if you specialize in something for example building muscle building strength getting fit getting sexy especially like you see is based on the the beauty standards if you want to reach this you will need to do sacrifices and if you go very deep you may need to sacrifice your health so you need to need to make a serious decision about it and stuck to it actually and you can find like you can be sexy and healthy in the same time things like that but you need to find the optimum and it need to makes you actually happy so health health is happiness in this case 
Thank you so much. And if you want to be happy, healthy, and sexy, uh, look forward to next week's episode of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. If you're enjoying the show, please do me a big favor. Click onto Facebook, open up your messenger, and send this to three people that you think might find it interesting. I'd like to grow the audience of the show and if I do, I'll be able to get more and more excellent guests, high-profile guests. And I promise, in return, to keep on delivering you excellent, practical content. You know, in this show, I'm all about the practical stuff. I don't like philosophizing. Well, I do like philosophizing, but I always try and aim to make everything something practical and that you can apply. And so if you want more of that, please share the show. Until next time, be yourself. Well, don't just be yourself. Be yourself and love it.